0: So again, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Coffee with Carrie. Yes, I'm not in my office, I'm downtown Chicago, maybe at the condo, maybe. So I'm going home after this because it's supposed to storm a lot here in Illinois. So I was just having this conversation with uh, a couple of agents and I'm like, what is it that makes folks show up to learn? What is it that makes you show up to learn? Podcast is, I think it's still uh, the socially savvy agent. So I what I record here, I share there, but then there might be some other recordings. So what is it? Let me ask all of you before we get into the strategies to convert seller leads into listings, what is it that makes people want to show up and execute? What is it? Like I am still sometimes I'm baffled about what it is that makes people show up to learn. Cause some people are like, I want to shake folks. How badly do you want to do this real estate business? Right. Right. So, again, yeah. Tell me in the feed. Tell me in the feed. Tell me in the feed. What makes you show up to do the real estate business? If you're listening to the podcast, send me a DM. What makes you want to show up? Like how bad do you. For me, it was I needed a paycheck when I started in 2001. It all I knew was is I didn't want to have to go back to work for someone else. So I would had I had to get up, get dressed and get out the door. And this is what I do every day. I don't know about all of you. Thank you. Is it Marcy? Thank you. Um, yeah, good instructors. I need action actionable steps. For me, it is what do I really, really need? Just like you said. So for me, is I you need actionable steps. But I didn't have actionable steps back in two thousand one, and we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Dig Delicious, Stumbled Upon, TikTok, Tumblr, you name it. We didn't have this. All I knew is I had a phone, and it was a flip phone. So I was probably calling you for my home phone or the office phone and i needed a paycheck. so for me it was i did not want to have to go back to work because i wanted to be available for my kids. and it was i just needed to make about $60,000. so for me it was a it was it motivated me to get out the door. and this is true for me. there could be a day when i just don't get dressed right away but rare. so every day i get up reluctantly, you know i'm i'm exhausted, but somewhere between 5:30 and 6:30 i'm up. I sit there for about 30 minutes and then I work out, Mark makes breakfast and then I get dressed for the day. Like this is, you know, this is what I do because I know I need to get up and put in the work and then I'm consistently learning. I like the idea of the business development day. So even this week I went to a networking event. So I'm going outside to meet people. I don't know anyone have imposter syndrome. That was me um, Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday night? Yeah, it was Wednesday night. I was in a room with people. I was like, ooh, I think I'm out of my element. Took me a minute. And then I went to a Goldman Sachs training on finances and we had to open our finances in class. And we had to talk about the change in our percentages. And I was like, ooh, I got to do something different because I need agents to sell real estate, right? So been in the real estate arena for 27 years in management. Now I'm uh, living... Living my past. It's freedom, relationships, and paychecks put in the work. I learn every day on Clubhouse. Right. I need to come back to Clubhouse because my twin is there, I think, every few days. So I asked that question because it doesn't matter where you are. Because when I talk about strategies to convert seller leads into listings, you still have to do the work. If I gave you 50 leads, someone has to convert. We like to buy leads as real estate agents because we actually think they're already scrubbed but not always true. The best leads will come from people you already know, referrals, and someone that, you know, and you're in your sphere of influence, people that may have already sold sold for you. So the best leads that are easier to convert are referrals. However, there's still a strategy to convert seller leads into listings. So yet, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm looking at the statements, uh, living my passion Let's see, trouble converting for sale by owners. First of all, for sale by owner right now is someone that is think is like, they're looking at the market and they can see that they could probably still sell without a realtor. So Lisa, I'm gonna need you to go create a video on how to sell your home for sale by owner, put it on YouTube, tell them everything they need to do and then tell them, and then even at the end say, if if this is something you don't wanna do and you want someone to manage your property for you, during the listing process, reach out to me because you, you know, tell them them to call you. There's a real estate agent who now blew up on YouTube from that video, because what people don't know is now you have to be available to let people in and out of your homes. And then they need access to the contracts. They need all these other things. And sometimes they don't even know how to protect themselves. So Lisa, I challenge you to go create that video. And then I'm giving you strategy to convert the for sale by owner. And then so if you're going to go after for sale by owners, I have to give you some tips. If you go to for sale by owners, uh, the websites, those are real estate companies. So you can't target their leads. Just saying. But if you see a sign in the yard, it's not on the market anywhere. And you send a direct mail piece and say, hey, check out my video on how to sell your house for sale by owner. Write it out. You still have to have a conversion or a hook because your goal is to convert to get them to call you. They might call you and say, hey, do you know of anyone? And then you might say, you know what? You log into your, your MLS and you look for everyone that could that is a current tenant living in that same city or in the surrounding areas that could afford that mortgage and say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do for you. I would like you to sign an agreement that if I bring in a buyer, that you would compensate. Do that. Then what you're going to do is you're going to send out a mailer to rent people that are renting to turn them into buyers. And you're going to mail and say, we have properties in your price range. Are you thinking of purchasing? Let's have a conversation. And then you can still set up a search for them on the multiple listing service. You can still give them the coming soon deals like the private listings, like in Connect MLS in Illinois. Then what you can do is say, I do have a property that's for sale by owner. You do an exclusive agency agreement with that client and then go show it. Boom, there you go. I'm definitely going to do that. And this is not just for Lisa. This is for all of you. Everyone has their own YouTube space. You could even go live and do a video called How to Sell Your House for Sale by Owner, just like I'm live today. And what you are going to do is start talking right away. How many of you log into someone's live and they're doing
1: this? They're kind of looking down and waiting for people to come in. They're drinking coffee. Whatever it is, and they're not talking. Go When you go live to give your tips on how to sell your house for sale by owner, Just start
0: talking right away, give them the tips of when I first bought my property or when I first sold my first property, I didn't do for sale by owner, but let me tell you what I know as a real estate agent and what I've learned and give them like whatever, five or seven tips and just talk. And then at the end say, however, if you need help and you decide you don't want to sell for sale by owner, or if you need a market analysis, go to the link in my bio so you can find out what your home is worth, convert, 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 and then use the other strategies. Create the video, don't worry about if anyone's watching, just save it. Then Lisa and everyone else, what you're gonna do is you're gonna send a direct mail piece to that for sale by owner and give them your QR code and the link to your video so they can watch it. There you go. And we haven't even started with full strategy. We could be done. All right, we won't be done. So let's do this. So again, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. If you're watching the replay, please tell me in the feed that you're watching the replay and share this with a friend. Tag a friend at the end or tag a friend now. Uh, Okay. So knowing the real estate market will help you convert consumers into clients. If you're taking notes, again, whether it's your digital notebook or your uh, new real estate agent journal for anyone, you can write in there. You don't have to be new. Real estate data will change the world. So remember I said I went to a networking event, maybe Wednesday night, and I went to a networking event to learn how to get, to really to network and to learn how to work with uh, government contracts, how to work with people, how to work with corporations to list properties. And I, I really was there to learn because I feel, I mean, when I tell you I felt like the imposter syndrome, I did. But I actually got to talk to the person that manages all of the land. And he asked me if I did certain things and I told him, yes, I know how to pull data. I know how to read data. I know how to work with businesses. And I also need to, I also can tell you if this is a great spot for a business. So I just gave you a lot of information because the person that knows the real estate market is the person that will, it will be easier for them to convert. And this is a remarket, remarkable tablet, R-E-M-A-R-K-A-B-L-E. It might take you a minute to get it because it does come from overseas, but it is kind of the coolest thing ever. And it syncs with my, with, with the .com site. And then anything I handwrite, it converts into text. Anyone like to handwrite, it feels like a real notebook. So there are a few things you must know when you work with the public. There's a few things you must know. It's not just about making the phone ring. It's really about knowing the market, the data, the industry, and what's causing a shift or what's causing low inventory, what's causing foreclosures, pre-foreclosures, what's causing people to wait to buy, what's causing people to not wanna sell. Like there's so many things that impact our industry. It is not just about um, knowing how to create a market analysis. You have to know what's happening in the real estate industry. You even need to know what's happening in politics. It doesn't mean you're gonna talk about it, but sometimes there could be a shift. First of all, the cost of goods makes people pause the cost of interest rates make, makes people pause, right? Right now, I feel like, cause when we were in the Canary Islands, they could buy eggs a la carte. Right now, I feel like who wants to buy eggs in a carton? Although they've come down a little bit. So today's market has more than one factor that uh, that is keeping inventory low. Tell me in the feed, or if you're listening to the podcast, send me a DM or comment, what is your inventory still low in your marketplace? And I'm gonna tell you last night, cause I was up till midnight writing my notes, not even in ChatGPT. I wrote my own notes. However, I did use ChatGPT for this. So I pulled an area and I told I, I got the information from InfoSparks and I said, "ChatGPT, break this down to a fifth grade level and summarize it for me." And then I said, "And I said, and when, when I got the summary back, and I probably should go look at it so I can so I can read it to you. Let's see if I still have it open. I do believe I do. And this was the uh, the summary. So I pulled." the city of Bellwood in Illinois, and I asked it to, I asked ChatGPT, I see it, everybody's telling me, low inventory in Maryland. Tell me if you have low inventory in your area. Yes, still a seller's market. Uh, Month supply is 0.5 months, super seller's market. But here's what I got for Bellwood. It said, the data shows information about the real estate market for detached single-family homes in Bellwood, Illinois, for the months of February 2022 and February 2023. There were more new listings, more new listings uh, and homes under contract compared to 2023, 2022, but were fewer uh, c- closed sales in 2023. So fewer homes are closing. And it said the median average sales price increased. So it went up. There's more properties on the market. And while the percent of original list price received received decreased slightly, the average market time increased significantly. So even though inventory is probably just about the same as last year, market time is up. So when you know these things, you can talk to a seller and say median sales prices are up, inventory that is still low, but market time is up, so you have to be patient. So this tells me that we're going to list the house, I'm, my listing agreements are going to be a little bit longer, and the sellers need to be patient. So I pulled this data from market stats or what we would call InfoSparks. You can get the same data from your MLS and throw it into ChatGPT and ask it to Summarize it for you. That's what I did down to a fifth grade level. And my question was, here, I'll tell you the question. Hold on. It was write a summary on the detached single family home data, homes data for Bellwood, Illinois, using this data and write it down to a fifth grade level. And then I pasted it. So I copy, cut and pasted it. And in like 60 seconds, I had a summary. So again, today's market has more than one factor. So you have to know what's happening, and I could have thrown in interest rates uh, and also compare interest rates from 2008 to today. You could have added added that because it would have given you that summary. So here, so we have a higher. So here's another thing you need to know. We have more than one factor that is keeping inventory low. We have higher interest rates than 2006 and 2007. In 2006, rates were around 6.4 percent, and today rates are near 7.09 percent work with your lenders, talk to your mortgage companies, talk to your banks to get the interest rate for today. I Googled it. In Northern Illinois, I want you to hear this. Um, and again, I pasted the, the information, I copy cut and pasted the, the data from InfoSparks, from the report from the static report under reports. So if you don't have InfoSparks, it's owned by showing time, which is also called market stats. So go we'll look to see if you have that report. If you don't, you can still get reports from RPR and your multiple listing service. So in Northern Illinois, I want you to hear this. In Northern Illinois is probably mid, mid of the state all the way up to the Wisconsin border. And that's south, that's north, that's the lake. Lake is, I could walk to the lake in like 10 minutes. So in 2008, the number of homes for sale, I want you to, if you're in Illinois, write this down. If you're not in Illinois, I want you to think about what I'm about to say. In 2008, and this was 12 months worth of data, there were 97,970 properties for sale. And that's 12 months worth of data. Today, in the last 12 months, which was March 2022 through February of 2023, there were 20,416 properties. That is like only 20% of the marketplace. So there's only, so 20% of the, home, the homes are on the market today than they were in 2008. So you can see that these are the conversations you need to have with your city council, the city you work in, people you network with, with the people you already know, and then the sellers when you talk to them. So right now, I've just given you a conversion. If you're in Northern Illinois, I just told you that inventory is so low and this is all of Northern Illinois, and again, Northern Illinois is like champagne up to the Wisconsin border, is like 20% of inventory. So even though interest rates are up, they're still not too far off from 2008, it still might be a great time to sell and median sales prices are higher than 2008. So we have more real estate agents than 2008 in the industry and not much to sell. So the agents that learn how to explain data are going to convert, they're going to convert. And you gotta ask for the business. Did anybody hear Mark at the beginning? So sellers have, um, they have purchased or refied at lower rates. So anyone that purchased in 2020, 2021, 2022 or even back in 2013, 14, 15 and 16, Interest rates were much lower like they like they were prior to this year or even half of 2022. So the sellers are saying, should I sell my current home to buy at a higher interest rate and higher purchase price? Here's what you have to be able to explain. If you bought at the bottom of the market or you bought like I bought in 1997. And if I were to look at my I think my purchase price was around 129. And I didn't even know I could go up to 145. I just knew I needed to close. I didn't know how much I could afford until I closed. And today, my property, this is my rental. This is my first home is worth about 280,000. I don't live there. So when we talk about converting sellers, some of you need to write down, I need to go to Realist, my RPR, and look for people that are not owner occupying, multi-unit people that don't live in Illinois or people that don't live in your state, but they live in another state and they own property in your state.
1: These are going to be easier to convert if they bought low because now they're going to cash out. Are you getting this? Are you Are getting this? Okay, somebody tell me in the feed that you're getting this.
0: Okay, so if you understand the market, and I'm going to say it again, selling high and purchasing high is normal. Because if I'm a seller and I need to sell today and I'm going to make $200,000, I might be able to put that money into the property or maybe only put down 3% and put my money in the bank and let it earn interest. Maybe people, we don't, as real estate agents, we're just like, you know, but you need to sell, but you need to sell. No. So Thursday, when I was in my financial class with Goldman Sachs yesterday, four hours, I was in a class for four hours looking at numbers. Let me
1: just go back and tell you what the professor said. So some of you can really hear this out loud.
2: I got to go, you know, I almost need to put on my notes. So he said, it's better to sustain
0: than to just be busy. So being a sustainable real estate agent, the agent that knows the numbers. So we were looking at numbers. And then he said, don't make emotional decision, make decisions based on data. So if you have someone that is thinking about selling, if they know the data, they are more likely to list because you have explained to them what's happening in the marketplace. What is hard to predict is the future. Although, if you were in a physical class with me, I can show you how to predict the future. Some of you need to come see me. Anyone in Illinois, I'm teaching in Crystal Lake on February 20th at 9 a.m. I'm teaching Remind, so come see me. And if you're not getting my e-blast, you need to sign up.
1: Uh, Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me go back. I'm swiping. The professor, also named Mark, said, "What separates
0: someone in business from other people in business is the data and the paperwork." I'm sorry. Did I say February, April 20th, April 20th. <laughs> see, clearly, I'm. I was up too late writing notes. April 20th, April 20th, 2023.
1: Because if you're listening to the replay, you're going to be like, when? So, and then he said,
2: uh, let's see. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. I'm finding my notes. So everybody, so, oh,
1: so you'll be there. Go online, go to training.mredllc.com. There was some really powerful statements in here. Hold on. Oh, and all of you as real estate agents need to know your break-even point. All of you need to know how much you need to sell to break even because if you don't, you will be out of the business.
2: He says something that made me go, ooh. Now I can't see it because maybe I don't have my notes, but... Hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. So and uh, he also
0: said the, one of the biggest threats to any business is profitability and knowing your numbers. So for all, whether you're a real estate agent or you're watching or you're a seller, if for all of you, if you don't understand your break even point and if you don't know how to explain data when you talk to the seller, um, some of the key drivers in business is data, data, data. So some of you need to develop new ways to learn how to explain data. There's something else I wanted to find in here. Oh, he also said, don't let other people's, what did I tell you, Mark, yesterday? Don't let uh, other people make you guilty on what you need to do in business. Don't let other people have you making decisions. All right.
1: So here we go. What do you? Don't Mm -hmm. email
0: Oh, he said don't be held hostage that's what he said don't don't let somebody make you you know hold you hostage so anyway let me get back on track facts so when i tell all of you when i explained all this data and hopefully you have copious notes or you're going to come back and watch the replay it's up to you to learn predictive analytics come see me in person uh to find sellers when you find someone willing to place their home on the market the agent that knows the numbers is the agent that converts it is not about emotion it is not about, ooh, I hope they list, I hope they list. No, it is about data, data, data. When you know the numbers for the property, the area and the history a seller can make an informed decision. So here's some tips on how to convert a seller. What formula do you use to buy a rental so you have a good cash flow? So um, I, I can't, I think this is Lewis I have a video on YouTube on dumpster dive for deals and it gives you the whole formula. So go check out that video. So number one, number one, remain consistent with your marketing to the area you decide to farm. I need you to do this. And in and even in my number one, some of you need to really could get back on track to mailing to your sphere. I'm the person that started mailing quarterly, but right now because of the market shift, I had to go back to monthly. I don't really list, I give it to Mark or I give it to another agent in the office. You need to mail to the people, you know, I don't care if it's five people, I don't care if you're like Harry. I don't have a whole lot of friends pick one, two, three, four, five, go outside go network. It's the people that you already know if you have a regular job and they they allow you to kind of work your, the people in your office and they allow you to work with them, maybe you need to have a meetup at during lunch to talk about data. You need to work with the people you already know. And if you're like, "Carrie, I don't want to work with family friends, coworkers, none of them." You need to tell them, "You don't have to work with me, but I need you to call me when you're ready to sell and I'll give you a market update, but I'm going to refer you to someone because I need to make a living doing real estate." So when I refer, I make a I make compensation. Did everybody get that? Cuz you know, my husband, although he doesn't care if he makes money, he does not have to work with his family. All right. So remain consistent with your marketing. Remain consistent right now when, so Zig Ziglar said, when business is good, advertise. When business is bad, or in this case, when there's a shift, you have to advertise. When when money gets tight, we stop advertising. So if money gets tight, I don't care if it's every other month, I would prefer every month. You have to figure out how to remain consistent. And I had someone say email marketing converts. For me, direct mail converts. That's where my network is. Listen to D in the, in the feed. My male past clients, ASAP, and working on a market analysis for a past client, it is already listed. See, this is what D is already doing. And I'm telling you that this really does work. Number two, use predictive analytics to determine the best properties to list based on data. And when I say the best property, it, it could be the best homes to target because of uh, the, the seller doesn't live there. So remember at the beginning, I said, You need to learn how to look at at data to figure out I need to target these properties. So people that don't live in the home, properties that are paid off, properties that were purchased at the bottom of the market, properties that were purchased in, in the 90s, people that have lived in their houses 30 plus years. You need to use predictive analytics to go after data. And Realist has predictive analytics. I'll let you know when I figure that out. Number three, be a resource to the community create marketing to show the seller that you can be the resource or the source of the source. So for example, some of you tell me, are you giving the data to your uh, congressman? Are you giving the data to to the mayor? Are you showing up to the city council meetings? And you don't go and say, hey, I wanna be the real estate agent that sells your home, but you could just drop off information or maybe the first three meetings you just show up. Wait for someone to say, hey, I noticed you've been coming. Do you wanna get involved? Maybe tell me what that's about. Don't just go in for the sale. You're going to convert over, over time, but be the person that gives them the realtors, property, resource, reports, or maybe the InfoSparks reports. So, and when I say also be a resource, some of you might even, I'm going to tell you what my husband would say in a minute, but you, in your newsletters or in your marketing, do you need someone, uh, you know, someone that can repair a faucet? Do you need a plumber? Do you need a handyman, person, woman? Do you need someone that can help you? My husband's tips are go to Home Depot and look at the board, because if he refers someone to you, once he refers someone to you, it's on you. Right, Mark? Don't call him if they do something wrong. It's on you to choose who you want to work with. But you can be a resource to the community. Mark is the resource for car parts in the neighborhood. He's the resource for people saying, how how did you get this fixed? He's the resource for... When the driveway gets done, when the roof was getting done, he was like, oh, call this person. Oh, call this person. Uh, for the patio we had put in, become the resource so people will talk to you. Become the source of the source. Kayan has given you the USPS uh, tips. Send in an envelope as uh, they make it it past the door and open. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, my uh, and I. it's hard for me to see this, you actually are inviting them to do business with you. I'm going to tell you, I like handwritten envelopes because it's a guarantee. I'm like, who's sending me a handwritten envelope? Make sure you put your return address on there. But I, you know, sometimes I can tell if it's just marketing or they're trying to get me to open it. I do open all mail on purpose because I just want to see what people are doing. But if you handwrite the envelopes, it's a guarantee to get in the house. If you do postcards, make sure you don't have too much information on the postcard because the postcard might go from the, the mailbox to the recycling bin. So you just have to make sure it has that wow. That's okay. Uh, so number three, no, so I said number, so number one was remain consistent. Number two, use predictive analytics to determine the best home to sell. Number three was be a resource to the community. Uh, and number four, be prepared when the potential seller calls
1: you to get their home on the market, schedule the appointment.
2: There you go. Calligraphy.
1: And then when someone calls you, you need to schedule the appointment. Schedule it. Schedule
0: the appointment. Let me say it again. Schedule it. You have to be ready to convert. And every agent that's here today, you need to be looking at data consistently. When we were in the financial class yesterday, uh, another business owner, she was like, this stuff makes me hyperventilate. But if you don't know where your money's coming from, if you don't know what the data is for the community, it will be hard to convert. All right, I think you can uh, pay. So D, tell Cayenne tell, uh, how you use the calligraphy. There's a, there's a site you can use. There's a site you can use. So number five, do research and then be prepared. So here we go. Here are 16 steps when you schedule the, the, when, the, when the person calls, because you have to be able to convert. But remember, the best way to convert is knowing the numbers. And when you do your mailers, as boring as data might be, the person that is consistent with the marketing is the person that's going to get the DM, the text message, the phone call, the email from someone that understands the market. Okay, and the person that understands the market is the person that's going to work with businesses in the areas. It's the person that's going to convert at the city council meetings. It's going to be the person that knows the data. All right. So number one, under number five, I got 16 steps. Here we go. And we are about 35 minutes in. So number one, the seller calls you. The seller calls you, schedule the appointment. And then I need you to go fact find. I need you to go get all of the details you can about the property. You're going to, schedule when you schedule the appointment to preview the home, put it in your calendar and invite the seller to your calendar. Because people will forget that you're showing up. People will forget that you are showing up to uh, for the appointment. Okay, then number four, I want you to print the old listing sheet if it's available. If it's available, take note. You're taking notes in two places here because everyone in the feed is sharing their tips. I want you to print the old listing sheet if it's available. If it's not, skip it. Number uh, five, create a quick market analysis. And then look at the marketplace, use data. And if you do not uh, have, you don't need a full market analysis. You just need to know what's happening in the area. You probably need to see me in class because I really do want you to use data. I want you to know if you're in a seller's market. I want you to know market time. And I want you to know what the houses are selling for. And I want you to know how long it takes to go under contract. And I want you to know how many showings you have between listing to contract. I need you to know all of that. You want me to say that again? I need you to know under my number five. I also, in in addition to a quick market analysis, which you could do in your MLS RPR Remind or Real Estate Realist, quick. You could do it quick. If you have the MLS Data Co-op, you could do it quick there. You just need enough information so when the seller says, "What do you think my home is worth?" You're going to say, "Now that I've seen your home, I think it could be worth more." But based on pulling data, here it is. So here are the other data points I want you to have. You could have more. I want you to know if you're in a seller or a buyer's market or a stable market. Number two, I want you to know market time. Number three, I want you to know the percent of what homes are selling for. Number four, listing to contract. How many days does it take to get to contract? And number five, how many showings should you have before you get, when you list the home to contract? When you know this, it'll help the seller know how fast they need to get packed and how fast their home is going to sell.
1: Okay. Now. Number six, basically what I just said, use the data to explain it. That's your number six.
0: Number seven, start a draft in the multiple listing service if you can. In Florida, I can't really create drafts, so I have to be prepared. So for me, I would use their listing input sheet because when I'm ready, I can send it to the draft. In Connect MLS, I can do what is called reverse prospecting, so I'm putting it in the multiple listing service. Same thing in Georgia. Number eight, email the email brochures that are required for your marketplace. In Illinois, you need to send them the consumer's guide to agency, the lead-based paint brochure, the radon brochure, and maybe the Illinois disclosure brochure, and probably fair housing. You should, there are three that you really need, consumer's guide to agency, the radon brochure, and the lead-based paint brochure. The other ones are bonuses, fair housing, and the, uh, the seller's disclosure. Someone help me out in Florida. So you need to, so you send that saying, thank you so much, our appointment is scheduled for, I look forward to meeting you. Uh, In order to have a successful home showing or previewing, I have, these are the few things that I would wanna know. And you might even, you know, ask them a few questions and say included in this email is how agency works and the brochures for lead-based paint and radon. If you have any questions before our meeting, I'm a phone call or a text message away. That's your email. Don't know how to create an email, chat GPG. Number nine, next steps, preview the home and use your listing input sheet to gather information. Most of you, most all of you have some type of listing input sheet when you list a property, right? In Illinois, I think it could be seven pages. Usually agents hyperventilate when they see it for the first time. Before you get to the appointment, sit down, your home office, the kitchen, couch, somewhere, get a clipboard and you can fill the entire thing out if you want or you just highlight what you don't know. You can highlight what you don't know so you make sure you hit those points like the electrical box, is it gas heat, is it uh it, is it a uh, do you have a boiler? You things you don't know. Things you want to know about the property. How old are the appliances? How old are the roof? How old is the roof? Uh when is the last time you had the furnace replaced? The the air conditioning unit. There's there are things in other states that I don't know about, right? The the swamp cooler. We don't have those in Illinois. At least I don't think so. So make sure you gather all listing listing information before you go, if you can. And then when you get to the property, you're going to ask for more. This will make your, your preview much more effective. And you might even have those extra sheets. Some of you have been in class with me that so you can ask the seller, so tell me what you love about your home or tell me things that I may not know. Is there anything that you can't, that, that you're, That you think you should share, but you're not sure. And they're like, you know what, I had a flood in the basement. There are things you need to disclose, disclose, disclose. Number 10, create a form of the most recent updates. What are the most recent updates? Because those are things that are going to help someone negotiate. And the most recent updates, or if, you know, if the roof was never replaced, tell me. As the buyer's agent, because here's what we do as the buyer's agent. So D, you got ten listings. I'm the buyer's agent. I got one buyer, and I'm calling you. Hey, I have questions? I have questions because you didn't give it to me in the MLS sheet, the multiple listings sh- service sheet. Get it. Because now you got to call the seller, and you're going back and forth. Get as much information as you can, and then get permission on what you can share. Things you must disclose. Disclose. Number eleven. Create a thick <clears throat> again a list of things the seller loves about the home because the seller's going to say, "I bought the home for the view." I bought the home because my kids can get to the school in five minutes. I bought the home because we're near a park. I bought the property or I bought live in this city because we have a swimming pool that has four water slides, a zero depth area and a bucket. That's the city I live in. We are practically in Wisconsin Dells. We are a hidden secret. We've got the Metro. We got the train. We have, you know, we have a community that has events downtown. We have a downtown area. Like tell me everything about the property. Number 12, after previewing the home, share next steps, then email the next steps and paperwork and things to update to the seller. So you might even say, okay, now that I've previewed your home, I'm going to send you an updated market analysis. And then, uh, when do you think you want to put your home on the market? And then they tell you, write that down. And then you'll say, and I'll also send you the listing paperwork and we can go over that paperwork. In this packet that I'm leaving with you today, because I'm gonna tell you, all of you should bring the disclosures that are required. Even if you're gonna have the seller fill it out in DocuSign, DotLoop, Brokerment, Adobe EchoSign, Remind, whatever it's gonna be, I like to leave the disclosure so they can actually read it. And some of you are gonna say, well, Carrie, what if they don't hire you? Practice, practice, practice. Eventually you're gonna get so good at this that you're gonna always be able to convert. The agents that are able to convert you, this entire time we're having a conversation, you might be learning things. They might say, oh, well, tomorrow's my child's birthday. Write that down. Send a birthday card. You're going to learn things as you go, and you're going to get to know people. You might even be very scripted the first time. You might even um, you know, have those lists of questions. So you're going to email the next steps. You're going to say, I'm going to also send you documents to sign via DocuSign. And when I send them to you, let's we can have a Zoom call. We can do team teams, whatever you're going to do to explain the paperwork. What we do poorly is explain paperwork. And that is one of the largest complaints in real estate. That and multiple offers, that and going into homes without an appointment. Let's see. So you send all the paperwork and then you're going to, depending, and then you're going to also, depending on the client's schedule of that virtual consultation, and you might even do a cloud CMA, live CMA. If you've never seen that, write down, all of the updates. So this is your number 14. What are the updates you want them to do? And I'm going to tell you, here's two things I always do. I write down my realtor dream list for the seller. I want you to change all the light fixtures. I want you to change all those nasty, dirty uh, face plates. I'm not going to say it like that, but I'm thinking it. I want you to, um, and then I'm going to have another one that says, you know, clean the face plates door handles, everything, but I'm going to have, I also want you to paint. And then I'm going to say, if you can't paint, I'm going to need you to clean, wipe down the walls. You ever been in a house where someone smokes? I'm not judging any smokers, but my grandpa smoked. And we literally, I remember my mother wiping down all of the paneling in the kitchen. Yeah, they had panel. And it went from yellow to like gray and black. It was amazing to see. So again, you're going to write down everything that you need the seller to do that might cost money. And then you're going to write down everything that they can actually do. And one of those things is spending money could be go buy clear bins so you can start packing everything you want to, that you know you're either in two things, bins and construction bags, bins for things you want to keep construction bags for you, throw it in there, you can't see it anymore. Get rid of it, get rid of it. And then again, the list of everything that they can do, clean up, move some things out, and if you're like Carrie, I don't want to be the 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 person that gives them the negative news. Find a stager to go with you. Find a stager or hire a stager. It's worth the two hundred fifty bucks. I don't even know if that's what it costs. Maybe it's three hundred. Stagers in the room, tell us what it costs to do a consultation. Then, um, you know, really, you you follow up, and then next steps after this. So this would be around your number sixteen if you're taking notes. Next steps are. You even in the email, when you after you send your DocuSign, you're going to say, here's this is what we're going to do next, because you're now you're putting the house on the market. You might send them a preview of the listing sheet, you might also send them, you know, you want to schedule the photographer, how many of you show up to to with the photographer please tell me you do. Please, please tell me because you know you told the seller to clean up declutter the, the 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 dresser in the kit in the in the bedroom and then their version of decluttering was put everything in the corner and pushing all of their makeup and all of their perfume to the middle of the dresser. You know what I'm talking about. My idea of clean is different from someone else's idea of clean. So if you don't want to be that person, create a Pinterest board and say, here's some ideas on how you might want to declutter. You probably need to throw out that makeup anyway and some of that cologne because it's just sitting there as decoration. Right. Let me see. So how different is data research for a water flood damage pipe burst um, property in an area that's gentrifying. Oh, you got to do you. You're going to go do. You're you're building a CMA based on a, a full gut. It it's totally different. You're building a CMA based on a gut. But I would build a CMA based on what it would look like if it was rehab, and I would build one based on what it looks like if you know if the property has nothing in it. That's what I would do. But the data is still the same. You you can't. So if the, if if it's taking you know. Five days to put a property under contract, that still is the same. But if you use the data correctly, you can go look at properties that need to be rehabbed. Remember, if a property needs to be totally renovated, the the price might be different unless you market the property as a 203k loan. Some of you that have properties and you are saying cash only, some of you need to go do research on renovation loans. Yes. I do a preview before the uh, photographer comes out to make sure the sellers did everything I advise, please. Cause there is nothing. I, I, I made that mistake. We might, I don't care if we have to do a, a FaceTime walkthrough. I made that mistake and I got there. And let me tell you, I was throwing cereal in the kitchen sink. We were cleaning up and I was like, do you mind if I help you out? I asked for permission because if you don't ask for permission, they're going to be mad. I, I literally, I had a seller mad at me, had a seller mad at me and, uh, the walkthrough when we did a broker tour. But the seller was like, what are you doing? And I was like, you know what? Forgive me. Do I have permission? Because I was putting pillows on the bed just to give it a pop of color. Trust me, ask permission. Get permission to help clean up and get it ahead of time. So they know you're coming in to take anyone, cereal boxes on the refrigerator.
1: Do we have space up there? We do, Mark, you can decorate
0: it. You can decorate So here here are my tips again. Number one, remain consistent with your marketing to the area you decide to farm and target your sphere of influence monthly. Email, social media, direct mail. Use predictive analytics to uh, determine the best home to sell based on data. Number three, be a resource for the community, right? Show up to the meetings for the community and be a resource, tell people where they can get assistance. Number four, be prepared um, when the seller calls schedule the appointment, put it in the calendar. And number five, do research and be prepared. And then I gave you all of those things I think you should do. Simone, let me tell you, oh, let me give you my my next step was, after you have all of those steps, make sure that you follow up, follow up handwritten note card, thanking them for previewing the home, follow up with their next steps, follow up with the documents that they need to sign. And then also make sure that you follow up with the next steps, like what comes next? Hey, Trina. um, And you cannot convert if you don't have a process. And the biggest part of the process is data, data, data. I like that, uh, move furniture around. I get permission and I had my favorite client was moving out of state, moving, getting married and the kids were still in the home. This was years ago. The kids were still in the home in college. And so when I went to the property, other big mistake is don't go to someone's house during dinner cuz you're you're going to be second to them cooking dinner. Don't schedule during dinner or while someone's cooking or you're going to be staying eating too. But anyway. So, I got to the property and I went through the whole house and I said, "This is what they told me. They walked me through the whole house and they said this is what we want to do." I said, "Okay, what do you want to do?" "We want to change all the counters to granite." I said, "Okay." and uh, we only want to paint the first floor. I said, all right, walk me through. I let them walk me through the whole house. I said, now, can I tell you what I want you to do? I don't want you to replace the counters, but I want you to paint the entire house and replace the carpet because they only wanted to replace the carpet on one floor. I said, just get a quote, just get a quote. And they said, we want the house to sell fast. We're still willing to put in the granite. They painted the entire house. They put in granite counters. And I'd also told them I wanted them to update all of the light fixtures. They changed out all of the light fixtures, but wait. Then I said, now, and they said, we're getting rid of all the furniture. I said, hold on. I said, can I give you some suggestions? I'm better at someone else's houses than mine, trust me. So they had this one room that had all of their newest furniture in it. I said, this is what I want you to do. Get rid of all of the living room furniture, get rid of that, keep the dining room furniture, keep this bistro table, and then in this room, they had like a whole furniture set. I said, leave the Chase lounge, leave this little section here with a lamp. We're gonna make it look like a, a study. And then I want you to take this uh, couch and love seat, put it in your living room. And then I want you to get rid of all this extra furniture in the master bedroom and only keep the bedroom and the dresser. And then can I get you to get a like a new uh, bedspread? They did all of it. The house sold so fast. And then they said, we wish we had you come over here before. We would have used this furniture differently. Right. Okay, we got um, O-R-E-S Chicago. 150 for one hour of staging consultation with Phyllis Space. Can can I just tell all of you, Phyllis Space is is my cousin.
1: So call uh, Nina. Call Nina. Call Nina. Right, Mark? Nina is,
0: let me tell you, she came to my house and helped me uh, decorate my bedroom. She was like, okay, Carrie, let's go
1: shopping. We went shopping. She is really, really, really good. And she's got furniture. So if you do need to go that route. So, and this might even be Nina. Is this you, Nina? Only 150? Go follow, go follow. All right, so do I have any questions? Bottom right-hand corner. Nina, you know I need help here in this
0: condo. So need an idea for a quick video. RPR goes hyperlocal with subdivision data. The list in RPR is in alphabetical order. How would you use that data in a short video? This is what I would do. Go get the data. D, go get the data. Then when you go get the data, I want you to highlight the data from RPR and I want you to throw it into ChatGPT like this. Create a... And you want to do, I'm assuming you want to do a quick reel, 60 seconds or less, go into ChatGPT, throw in the data and say, give me five bullet points from this data for a social media post. There you go. You're going to be amazed at how fast that comes out. That was a good question. The other one is, are you teaching predictive analytics in the Chicago South Suburban area?
1: I don't have anything scheduled. Now remember, you need me to come, I'm, I'm being very cautious because I'm very picky on where I go. But if you need me to show up in person in Illinois,
0: I can come on behalf of Midwest Real Estate Data and teach the Remind Predictive Analytics. But you need eight people. If you want me to do it like, at, like a coffee shop or some other place, I probably, I might need to schedule it, but I might want
1: 20 people. So just let's, let's figure it out. Yep. It is cayenne. She's right around the corner. So you, I mean, if you want me to come outside, let me know. I am coming
0: somewhere tomorrow. I just haven't picked where I was coming to Brookfield, but they don't have Wi-Fi in this location. So I'm, I might come to Oakbrook Panera bread tomorrow. I'm going to post it. And if you want to come see me, come see me in the morning, maybe like eight 30 or nine. Where do I, um, get the conversion for a homeowner in foreclosure? Like be a little more specific, Simone. Like, what do you mean a conversion for a homeowner in, in pre-foreclosure? Like, um, like how do you convert someone? First of all, you almost need to come see me in class or that's like a whole nother conversation. But if you're using like Remind or Realist and you're looking at pre-foreclosures, you need to know if the homeowner is upside down or not. Because if the homeowner isn't upside down, the conversation might be a little different, but it could be that you're gonna start mailing, handwrite the envelopes and give them data and say, hey, are you thinking about selling? Did you know you might still have equity in your home? Let's have a conversation and mail. And get it in the mail today. So I'm gonna post uh, where I'm gonna be in my story here. I'm gonna post it here because it's if I put it in the feed,
1: I might have 20 of you. We might take over like somebody's restaurant. The agent journey is good for
0: anyone that. First of all, I really do. I mean, I talk to real estate agents in the agent journey, and I teach you. So there's a lot of pre-recorded videos. So I have 10 minute mastery. I have a whole section on ChatGPT. Every time I learn something new or I figure something out, I do a new video. I have uh, one every month I have a coaching call and then I do a a webinar to teach you something. So and then if the per this is what I need all of you to know is if you post in Facebook or you in the help desk, you say, hey, Carrie, have you taught this? I tell you where the video is like I have a whole course on reels. I have a whole course on your first six weeks in real estate. It's really good for everyone. I, it is an annual renewal. And I always tell people, my husband wants me to tell all of you this, that if you do not want to annually renew, don't hit the button and say fraud, because you kill
1: me. Just say, hey, Carrie, I want to cancel. Like, And then refer somebody else that needs it.
2: Great seeing you last night too, Pam.
1: OK, you'll try to, uh, I, I will, I will. Thank you, Dee. I need some of you guys to give me to your states. I'm supposed to go see my my daughter
0: in Denver. I'm co- first of all anybody. I'll be in DC in May, so I'm flying in May 6th, and I I might have to stay till Friday. I haven't figured it out, but right now I'm leaving Thursday, like the 11th. The 11th, I'm coming to I'm coming to St. Louis for the broker summit. I'm teaching April 18th. I'm in person here in Illinois on April 20th. And if you're in Illinois, I will be at the South Suburban Network. Let me start over. On April 11th, I'm teaching for Atlanta via Zoom, Women's Council. On April 14th, on April 13th, I will be in Minnesota teaching continuing ed. Manchester, Rochester, one of those. Then down closer to the bottom of the state. And then on Friday the 14th, I am teaching in-person Artificial Intelligence. So come see me, South Suburbs. Go get your tickets because they will sell out. Then on the 20th in the morning, I will be in Crystal Lake, if you're in Illinois, in the morning, 9 to 11. And then that that evening, I will be at Women's Council West Suburban on a panel for social media. So, okay, Dick, Crystal, let's figure out something. Like, we could do something
1: on a Saturday. My daughter's going to kill me because she only wants me to come for her, but let's figure something out.
2: And it's supposed to be around the 20, here, I'll tell you, She wants me to come around the 23rd through like the 27th.
1: So in, so in Minnesota, let me tell you where I'm going to be. I got to go search it.
2: So in Minnesota, I will be. Spelling the word wrong.
1: You ready for this? So in Minnesota, I will be at the, I'm over here, I can't even see this, This, uh,
0: Southeast Minnesota Realtors. And the location is the Haley Comfort Center training room. And this is, the, the course is the successful sales funnel. ChatGPT will be included for sure. So if you're interested, reach out to Southeast Minnesota Realtors to schedule. And it is S-E-M-N, Realtors.com. And you get continuing ed. And this is in April. This is April 13th. And I'm driving in on the 12th, or Mark's driving me
2: in. So for Denver, it's June. Denver, it's June. Yeah, we could do that.
1: Any other questions? What date is the West Suburban? So West Suburban
0: is April 20th. All the links are in my bio, by the way. The only link that's not there is it's there, but Minnesota, I didn't have a link. I probably should put their website up. So
1: in in the link in my bio, if you go to, here, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll throw it in the chat right now. Hold on.
2: Let's see. Here's the link. Carrie's schedule. All right, let me see. It's not showing me that I'm live.
1: It's not showing me. I can't post it. It's my My Instagram does not show me that I'm live. So go to the link in my bio. Hey, Sarah, I'm up. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. All right, everyone. I've been here for an hour.
0: If I don't have any other questions, watch my my stories and I'll let you know where I'm going to be. If you are listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. Please, please, please follow me on YouTube for those of you that want some snippets on ChatGPT.
1: I'm kind of I'm exposing you to some of this stuff I'm already doing and make sure you follow me on Instagram.